This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 7, Episode 12, titled Lip Sync Lollapurooza Smackdown. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two legendary legend co-hosts. First, from the podcast, Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo, please say... You know what? I'm going to have to pull her off my breast tonight and put her at her little seat. I love you, baby, but Mama's got to go to work, honey. Good luck. Took too much of a clip there. And from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I feel like a drunk cat. <laughs> to Taylor the Latte Boy. Oh, I didn't say hi to Nathan Patrick Brown. First yeah, all, you didn't say his name. Yeah, okay, wait, hold on. Take two, because I realized I pulled the entire audio. And so I made a mistake. Nathan Patrick Brown, hi, how are you? Uh, it's monsoon season, baby. <laughs> you know what's really weird? It's funny that you say that because there is, there are actually monsoons going on over in oh Kentucky. Goodness. And when I hear the newscaster <laughs> saying like, uh, 40 people died in Kentucky because of monsoon season, I'm like, wow, jinxes. <laughs> Brutal. Jinx's impact. Yeah. <laughs> this is almost as this is almost as bad as in two thousand one when Jennifer nine eleven won the won the season. Yeah, yeah, that is that is really, really bad. Or as as uh as Nathan will tell you, it's really, really bad because in uh, people don't know the winner of drag race down under was uh Dinga ate my baby. And uh <laughs> that was really, 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 really sad. Oh, and, and when also- the winner of Thailand was Sue Nami. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that was really. I've funny. missed this quality content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, we have from a pod is my co-pilot. We have Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. How are you? Hello, boys. How are you? We are doing. Oh, I'm doing well. I don't know, Nathan. How are you? Super well. Yeah. Now we have. You know, we are for everyone listening later. We are actually on live at pride48.com. Uh, during the big Pride 48 live streaming weekend, Taylor, you are one of the moderators, as both you and I learned yesterday. <laughs> as I learned right after Adam Byrne said it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and what moderating have you been doing in the chat room? Um, occasionally just perusing and making sure that everyone is speaking to each other in a respectful manner. Yeah. I would hate to have, to, I would hate to have to, uh, wield my power. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, so. Let's actually jump. We only have an hour, right? So let's mm-hmm. actually jump right into the episode because I'm sure there will be like many um, tangents we go on and we'll talk about, you know, Nathan's taint, uh, <laughs> which it, you know, people think we're talking about Nathan Brown's taint in Australia. It's a hiking location. People don't realize yes. they go like, Oh, we're going to go hawk down Nathan's tight, you know? And so, yeah, um, I get a lot of confused people knocking on my door and I'm like, no, no, you're looking <laughs> for the hiking track. Yeah, 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 no yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Tell us about your taint, Nathan. A lot of people here at Pride Forty Eight aren't aware of your taint. We're not familiar. As yeah, we're were. not familiar. What? Has, has anyone ever commented on it? On my taint? Yeah. 
Well, not generally, no. Um, well, it, it, taint, it taint the balls and it taint the anus. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Well, do you keep it manicured? No, Does it glisten question. in the sun? Does it where you take doesn't pride in it? Doesn't say a lot of it? sun, Taylor. It doesn't say a lot of sun. But <laughs> it I, could. I, I'm, a, I'm a trimmer. Okay. I will trim. Do you like your taint played with? Is a good question as well. Oh, gosh. Yeah, sure. Sure. Who's going to say no to a little taint play? I, oh, I know people who've said no. I have really? no problem with taint play. Yeah, I have, I have no problem with it. I love, in fact, I love performing taint play. But there's people who are like, oh. they, they, they find it very ticklish. We only have an hour. Let's get into the episode. But first, <laughs> let's talk about your taint. Yeah. Well, but that, but that's why, you know, this is usually where I do my other plugs, but I'm not going to be doing those plugs then. So we look now in the body. There. All right. This week, the Queens walk the runway one final time and compete in two lip sync smackdowns for the crown. When all is said and done, Raja is named the queen of she done already done had hers and pockets 50,000 doulas while Jinx is crowned the winner of All-Star Season 7 and wins $200,000 and the title of Queen of All Queens, which Taylor used to have that title, but <clears throat> since lost it. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with our very special guest, Mr. Taylor. Ta-ta-ta-ta. Uh, two things that I liked about the episode were I definitely, I was a little underwhelmed by the finale. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I have absolutely loved this entire season, yeah, I, it kind of felt like a little bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I loved that Jinx won. I was, yeah. she was the girl I was rooting for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved some of the finale looks, the runway looks before they got into the lip syncs. Mm-hmm. The thing that I did not like about the episode was, you know, how, you know, when you, it's the end of the school year and yeah. you have to make like some sort of project or something yeah. and you have just kind of like little scraps of stuff left. So you mm-hmm. kind of put it all together to get something that kind of feels like you're going to get a good enough grade on it. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what it felt like to me with the editing of this episode. There was times that there was, they were clearly taking clips from earlier, either in the season or in the episode and plugging them in, in between conversations to try to make something more dramatic than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in the first act, I thought it was, it was like egregious how much they were doing it. And I'm sure we are going to talk about that, uh, the final announcement as to who was winning with that thing that was jammed in there where it sounds like she recorded it on a voice, on a voice memo mm-hmm. on her phone. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that's my initial thoughts. Nathan Patrick Brown from the podcast Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo, and also by the way, from the podcast Breaking Down Bad Books. Uh, please tell us your two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not. Similar to Taylor, I liked the winner. So as mm-hmm. much as I was ranting last week about the rigory of production, what did you just you call what? me? <laughs> <laughs> Rigor- rigory. <laughs> And as, like, dodgy as some of these lip-sync calls were, like, the end result was good, so I can't be that mad at them. Mm-hmm. And it did make for a better episode last week's shenanigans this mm-hmm. week, I think. Anyway, um, I also liked some of the lip-sync song selections. I thought mm-hmm. that was good because, you know, we've had shitty RuPaul songs in the past. So yeah. oh, we were, had a shitty RuPaul song, songs. this one. <laughs> oh, we sure did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, the one thing I didn't like is there, there was a lot of filler, more filler than Trinity of the Tuck. Um, and the critiques at, at the runway mm-hmm. were so pointless. Yeah. I don't know why they all got a new nickname. I just thought that was so bizarre and boring. Mm-hmm. All right. Note to self. Get rid of the nicknames I came up with. Taylor. 
what, about, know, what about you, Joe? Well, I'm going to tell you something. The Soul Train Party was fun to watch. It's, I'm sad I didn't watch it in a gay bar. That would have been fun at a gay bar. Mm-hmm. There would have been a lot of hooting and hollering. Wait, Nathan, why were you laughing at that? Because it's part of the filler that I was like, I'd cut. <laughs> well, look, guys, guys, I mean, they have to do something. I mean, what? I mean, yes, there was a lot of filler that needs to cut, but you, I mean, yes. But some of the filler, I mean, it was a fun, it would have been fun filler. Speaking of, why on God's green earth would the Vivian go and do that to her own ass on national TV, on international mm-hmm. TV? It did not look good. What did Monet say? That meatloaf wasn't cooked all the way? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, the Vivian. Oh, my God. No, 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 Anyway, uh, so I liked it. It was fun to watch. Fun to watch. I'm not going to have nothing else to say about it besides the Viv's ass, you know, look like a hefty bag full of wet cereal. Other than that, I don't have anything else to say. But I will say the other thing I like is that the right people won. Mm-hmm. The right people yes. won. Okay. Uh, the thing I didn't like uh the right people won by nefarious means and i don't know how Mm -hmm. i feel about that you know honestly it kind of feels the season kind of feels like the whole run of game of thrones where Mm -hmm. you're like oh this was so good and then the end of it just seemed to all like rush together and you're like oh that i mean i guess i could see how he's the king but like how we got there is really weird you know yeah I was dressed like George R.R. Yeah. Martin when I was watching it, too. <laughs> I would love to go to Comic-Con as George R.R. R. Martin cosplay. And and do, just, like, walk around pretending that you're typing something on, like, on like, a t- like, like really you and I slowly. talked about I the Stephen J. Canal type yes. typewriter where and you're just, just ripping out it. the pages and throwing them behind you. People thinking that they're out. grabbing the next manuscript. I figured it out. I do one of those mashups. I go as boy George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> I dress as Do boy a triple. George. Boy George R. R. Martin Shane. Oh, but then that, that would be. How about Boy George R. Boy R. George R. R. Martin Lawrence? So you can oh, be Shane. Oh, yes. Then then offend a lot of people. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, or I could do Boy George R. R. Martin short and go as like Ed Grimley slash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot we could do there. Mm. Yes. But no, I will. I will not do Boy George R. R. Martin Luther King Jr. No, no, because even you have a line you will not cross. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's go over to the. Let's go. Let's go to. That's right, Taylor. I'm not designing that costume right now. All right. After the lip sync, Monet apologizes to Jada for not taking her to the final four and explains why she took Trinity to the end. Later, Trinity and Monet reveal their alliance. Meanwhile, Trinity and the Viv drag Jada around the workroom like a ragdoll. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom and orders the queens to get into quick drag and take part in a Soul Train dance party that Nathan thought was filler. Next, Ru, how did how did the producer Zach write that? How did he know? <laughs> Weird. Next, RuPaul explains the rules of the finale. The bottom four queens will compete in lip sync SmackDown for the title of Queen of She Done Already Done Had Herses and fifty thousand dollars. While the top four queens will compete for $200,000 and the title of Queen of All Queens. Let's start with our second chair, Mr. Nathan Patrick Brown. Any big thoughts on everything that happened after the lip syncs where they're sort of just discussing and talking and dragging people around? What are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, no big thoughts. I thought it was funny how um, Trinity and Monet were like, surprise, we had an alliance. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, everybody knew. Yeah. But, yeah, not much to say. It was good to see that, like, Jada wasn't that upset. Like, I was more upset after last episode than these yeah. queens were. So they were all just like, water off a duck's back. Well, you know, let's, let's, you're making, let's, let's hear what Taylor has to say. But, Nathan, you're making a good point that actually has sort of been addressed already. But, uh, Taylor Lottie Boy, any big thoughts on anything that happened after the lip sync from last week? Yeah, I mean, that could have gone mm. south. But I think at this point, nobody is... Nobody was going to be the one that was Jada was never going to come for Trinity after that. And I mm-hmm. think knowing the reasons why it, it all made sense. It all, mm-hmm. it all made sense why Monet picked Trinity to be, to be the, the last one in the four. Mm-hmm. I guess the thing that was enjoyable about when they were all before they de-dragged is it's clear and it's been clear, particularly the last couple of episodes. None of them give a fuck. Yeah. None mm-hmm. of them give a fuck and that they are not willing to follow the rules, particularly of where they look right at the camera and say things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that with, we, we've seen that with Shay the last couple of weeks, especially when she thought she wasn't going to, she wasn't going to win. Mm-hmm. So she kind of was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with this. Mm-hmm. And we saw that that happened with, you know, we saw that happen with Jinx. We saw that happen with, I feel like, I think Shay did it again when, uh, Trinity and Monet talked about their alliance where mm-hmm. she did these surprised, like, um, Kevin McAllister, uh, yeah. home alone phase. Um, but really just kind of the screaming and the yelling and the being silly and that sort of stuff. It just felt like a, we're going to just, ha- we know that our time is wrapping up and we just want to have fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make my points. Well, no, let me talk about what Nathan was talking about first and I'll get to my point. So Nathan was talking about <clears throat> how, uh, what was your point? I said a good point, Nathan, that they just had fun or I don't know what it was. I don't listen to you. I was more upset than they were. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, so were, what you were talking. So here's the thing is the Queens have slowly been during the season talking about their experience. And Trinity has been the most talkative, but they've all sort of talked about it to some degree or another. And they're all, and what's really odd is up. Usually when you hear this kind of information, it's, you know, like whether Tamisha and Candy liked each other, but the Queens have all bonded together. They all love each other, but they seem mm-hmm. to have a problem with the way the show, which is funny because it's been a very positive edit. We can talk about this now. Been a very, very positive edit. And the Queens who've been on the show have not liked that. Actually, they feel that their experience has not been represented on screen. Now, we'll get back to the controversy about uh, about Raja yelling at Michelle. We'll get to that. But Evie, just in the past 24 hours, has mm-hmm. written online, and I'll read it right here. She writes, I truly wish you could have seen even a quarter of the real journey we experienced together instead of all the strategy BS. But I guess that's what I get for participating in a quote unquote celebratory season of a global reality television franchise. In the end, I'm happy you all enjoyed our hard work and our harder play. Then she wrote another post where she said, actually decided I'm not done. To be honest, my experience was pretty gruesome from the start. And while you can be assured that none of that will make the edit, it doesn't change anything in the moment. Going back, I learned a lot about myself as I was forced to question whether or not I fit into this specific world, even as a winner. But instead of showing any of that struggle or really any reason for me to be there, I've been lobotomized and presented as some goofy big dick mascot 
which is actually what Nathan's role on the show. Is. I know. Same. Uh, I get people, it. New new listeners. To, Nathan has a huge giant sh- like Mike Lawson is jealous. Bravely nice. laughing through my chronic illness. Happy to be along for the ride. The only part of my truth that was shown was how the girls were my rock in this competition and how happy it's made me to share any more of my art with you. So for that, I'm truly thankful. Let's go around the horn here. We'll start with, well, well Taylor, we'll get to you because you're a noted uh, mental health professional. But Nathan, now that you hear that, uh, what what are your thoughts on what you hear there? Just from Eve, from Evie's perspective, who won zero dollars. Yeah, I hear what she's saying. <clears throat> so drag is hard. And I, I see when you present this sanitized version and you take away the struggle yeah. or, you know, any minor fighting, it does, yeah, it does probably weaken the narrative that she, well, the reality that she lived. So I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm very excited to bring this topic up to our good friend, Taylor, the latte boy, who, as you know, as well as being a noted uh, mental <laughs> health professional, is also the author of the book, Drag Me to Therapy. By Taylor the Latte Boy <laughs> DDS. So you're going to have a, a lot of thoughts on this. Um, Taylor the Latte Boy, go ahead. I, I had read the, the tweet from Evie earlier today and thought that it was beautifully written. Mm-hmm. And I, I have noticed, like you have, that the queens, the, the girls have all been really kind of putting things out there into the universe, kind of saying that this isn't what, what you see is not what we experienced. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that would have been something that would have made us love Evie even more mm-hmm. than so many of us already do, because I agree with her. They did kind of make her look like every almost every single interview confessional ended with her doing that big, goofy laugh. And just kind of right. right. Yeah. So to to have that where, I mean, you have somebody who really kind of was having a struggle you know, the closest we got to anything like that was watching Shay towards the end of where she was starting to think, I'm not going to make it into the top four. Mm-hmm. And even then, they, they kind of, I think because she sort of played it up because she was like, all right, fine, fuck this. I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to have fun. But something like that, I think, would have maybe had more people be Team Evie than I think were with the, with everybody that watched the show. Yeah. Why do you think, Nathan, that they that they did this sort of like happy-go-lucky enchanted forest uh, edit of the show. I have my own theory, but I want to hear your theory. They were just treating the the winners with a level of respect that they've never treated any drag queen ever before. But like why? with kid gloves. Yeah, you just told a fact. But why did they do that? I, I guess because they're assuming that they're all beloved, and so they don't want to show shittier sides of them. I mean, we've all we've already seen the shittier sides of these people. <laughs> Wasn't Raja in a bully group? I mean, Taylor the Latte Boy DDS. Why did they do this? They did this because it is they are more concerned about the brand of World of Wonder than they are the brand of the queens. I'll tell you why they did this. This has nothing to do with the queens because there was some good television. We know Raja went off on Michelle. Right, just for people mm-hmm. who don't know about this, it, there was a rumor. I was telling, my, I was explaining to my cousin who watches Drag Race, and but only very like a casual fan doesn't know any of this. I said, "Listen, you can understand something. Since like season six, there've always been these rumors that there was rumor that Bianca went off on them, and then Acid Betty punched Michelle in the left tit, and all these rumors <laughs> have existed for years. And so we heard these Raja rumors, but when Trinity confirmed it." 
it was like, oh my god, why didn't they show it? It would have been iconic for people that don't know. It was on episode three. Michelle mm-hmm. critiqued Raja and what she wore, and Mich- and Raja clapped back with, well, "Who the fuck are you to critique me? The only reason you have this job is you're the host's best friend, <laughs> which I would pay very big money to see." Right. Right. And then was backstage yelling for the producers to fire her. Okay. Right. Um, now again, was that tape destroyed? I don't know. I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. But, um, but I think ultimately what I think is I think the reason there was this totally sanitized edit is because this whole edit of this whole season is a love letter to queens like Bianca and Sasha who are very reluctant to come on an all winter season. And they're trying to show, look, if you come, we guarantee you'll be taken care of. We guarantee your safety. And even with, I think, Jinx and Monet and Shay and how they placed, it was sort of a wink and a nod to, like, even if you don't do well, we can make sure things Mm. happen the way you want them to happen. We can protect the OGs. We can protect the OGs. That's what I think. I I see that, Joe. And also, I see it as a bit of... um, character building for RuPaul and her image because like in this episode Monet's like oh we feel the love from you Ru and Ru's mm-hmm. like oh I feel the love for you and it's just like that image where Ru like doesn't know who they are doesn't care about them that's sort of gone now you know what that's a really good point because as we know RuPaul because this comes up in Asian the Queen I don't know if that's accurate to RuPaul's life but adores Oprah Winfrey and Oprah Winfrey used to be a very salacious like a Donahue, like a Ricky Lake, like a Jerry Spring. Well, not that Jerry Spring, but like a Geraldo kind of talk shows. And at a certain point, she decided she was famous enough and she was going to switch to that like Marianne Williamson bullshit and uh, become like angels and this and that and, um, and positive. And so maybe, yeah, maybe RuPaul's taking sort of an Oprah turn and wants to be sort of as this positive person, not necessarily one. But don't people see through that at this point? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just... The whole, I mean, getting ahead a little bit, but she did this a couple of times this season of where she did the, you know, we as gay people get to choose our, and like no tears, no, where, I mean, at this point, you're like, this is, this is camp at this point. Mm. It's not even, you're not even (laughs) trying to actually be an emotional person. Yeah. I can't help but think that we as gay people, we can kind of see through that shit Mm -hmm. and just realize like, oh, you're an asshole. Okay. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, this is this is all about you cashing that check at the end of the day. Yeah, but I think, and this is a big thing that I'm sure will re- a theme, not a thing. Uh, the big thing is between Nathan's legs. The big theme I think we'll be coming <laughs> back to. Nathan, let me ask you this: Have you ever heard of the website Dick Code? No. So Dick Code is this website where you don't show your dick; you just describe it almost, and it makes like sort of like a um, a police sketch of your penis based on the descriptions <laughs> you have of it. How much would people have to pay to get your dick code? People have seen my dick pics for a lot less, Joe. Like, well, that wasn't the question. See, Nathan <laughs> um, works in politics. Right. Twenty bucks. Oh wow, twenty oh, dick code. Okay, a police sketch of my dick. Like, who cares? Okay, well there you I- go. I need your Venmo, Nathan. <laughs> we don't have that in Australia. You it's don't. So weird. You don't have no. Venmo. I know. We have what to you... send cash by carrier pigeon. It's crazy. <laughs> like, or what about you put Zell? it in a kangaroo's pouch and you send it oh, to like its way. Zelle or like at cash? No, app, none nothing? of that. None of that. Oh, it's fucking weird. PayPal only, baby. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Anyway, so, uh, oh, you know what? Is it called Omnev? 
<laughs> Venmo backwards. Oh, yeah, because it's down under. <laughs> Speaking of down under, if you want to see Nathan's dick code, I'll tell you what, Nathan, I'll make you a deal. <laughs> they, and I'm not, and I'm being completely honest, they can Venmo or PayPal me and I will give you a hundred percent of the proceeds. Zero, I will keep zero of it. In fact, I'll even probably land up paying fees to get it to you. So. I mean, cost of living crisis. You got to make that coin where you can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So this is a bigger theme that we can talk about, which is, and which is when I wrote this in my notes, a big, if there was a theme of this episode, if there was a theme of this season, it would be nothing matters. Nothing matters. Oh, yeah. Nothing matters yeah. in this fucking show. They realize they can put whatever they want on the fucking screen. They don't even have to justify it in a great way. It doesn't matter. You stupid faggots will still fucking show up every goddamn week and give us money and pay for our Well Presents Plus, and you will show up and watch it every fucking week. We don't. We can do whatever the fuck we want, and that's what the theme mm-hmm. of this season and episode was. Thank you. So after the lip sync, I love that this Shay calls herself a clutch player, and it's a mistake to count her out. Do you think she watched that episode and like the the last episode, the penultimate episode was like, oh my God, I should not have won that. Or do you think Shay (laughs) thinks she should have won it? What do you think, Nathan Patrick Brown? Shay thinks she should have won it. Taylor? I think Shay thinks that she should have won it. I think Shay thinks I I would, even though we're all about peace and love and walking children in nature, the eight of them, Mm -hmm. I can't help but think there have been times. The closest we saw to that was the Vivian where she was pissed when she got, when she had got the plunger the one week where she wasn't, she wasn't allowed to earn a star. I think there are times that (laughs) girls have won that, that have, that watched their, their, the contestant, other contestants win and thought that should have been me. So in Shay's mind, this is just, oh, we're just making up for the mistakes that Rue made earlier in the season. Follow me on this. I'm going to take you on a journey. 50 years ago, 60 years ago, I don't know how long ago, John Lennon left Yoko Ono for like a day. I don't know how long, right? Like a month, two months, three months. And he dated this woman named May Pang, okay, for like the hot second. Then he went back to Yoko, right? Mm -hmm. Ever since that, this May Pang, she's built a whole fucking career. On the two months or something, she banged John Lennon. Written books. Mm -hmm. She won't stop fucking talking about it, right? (laughs) Okay. That's how I feel about this Fakakta Viv and her three, and her three wins and one block or whatever, two wins and one block. I don't know what the fuck it was. Did you see? Mm -hmm. Someone showed me this on social media. This Viv, she got him tattooed on her hand. What do you mean? The middle finger is a plunger and then she has the (laughs) badges on the other two fingers no yes can somebody post that please in the discord yes the vi- i'm all bitch get over it what like g like does she realize that jinx also was blocked and didn't win by her trinity too i think trinity the tuck was blocked and the next week could have won and she they, those bitches never mention it and because you might think oh well jinx won so of course she didn't win. trinity didn't win this she can't stop talking about it. Yeah. She should put that much effort into doing some squats. <laughs> we saw the butt. Thank you. The meatloaf that wasn't completely cooked. 
Taylor, have you ever twerked in your life? For real, like real life twerked? No, as for comedic effect, absolutely. No, but for non, I'm like no, 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 no. no. But like no. Babalu is like, oh, I forgot, you know, something in the room, and then he comes back, and you have your panties down, and you are mm-hmm. twerking, ready for. Okay, wait. Okay, I'm being okay. I want not Taylor. This is for science. When he's been balls deep inside of you, have you ever done that mm-hmm. thing? You see, oh, he's behind you. Have you ever seen that thing behind balls uh, deep? Yeah, yeah, literally, where like. Where like you bounce up and down on his schwanz, like you just need it in you so badly that you're like, uh, I th- you have a feeling that's happened at least once or twice. But is that twerking? No, but is that was, is, no, is, is that just natural... being a, a good bottom? That's what I feel like. That's I think it's being a good bottom. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so, so no, I have never done an actual twerk. I, I am do. impressed with people that can, particularly, I'm impressed with men that can really twerk. There's that guy you and I have talked at Jojo Guatirez or something. Jojo Siwa. I didn't know. Jojo Siwa. Yeah. Jojo Siwa is not a man. No, Jojo, it's, it's the one that was the lion in the Todrick Hall oh, and RuPaul video. I didn't know his name. That, I do not, guys, again, if you're, I don't like Todrick Hall. I'm not going to get into it. We don't have that much time. <laughs> but that lion in that Fakakta video is so fucking hot. It's not even funny. But but Nathan, yeah. we, we don't want to leave you out. Have you done that? Because you're verse. I, not twerk. I wouldn't call it twerking. But like mm-hmm. Taylor said, you know, just backing it up on a dick. Yeah, that's yeah. what you've got to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, listen, we're, we're at the halfway point. We got to take a break. When we do, when we come back, when we come back, there's a, obviously we're going to talk about the show, but one of the things at some point, what I want to talk about is this new term that Grindr is trying to push called the, if you identify as a side. Okay. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about sure. all those things when we come back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right. I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you. I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this 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 sits on me on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, It can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. 
when they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah, we are back. Um, I want to say this thing too. Going back, I love how we're halfway through. Like, I don't know if we're gonna how we're gonna do this. <laughs> Monet, they act like she. They're like, oh my god, Monet, you have the most stars. I'm like, she caught them all. On yeah, one challenge. They were acting like she earned every single fucking star. So yeah. Well, Monet won won three, so she's at least in the top. Yes. No, she no, won she two. Won, well, she, she won, won three times, but she only had two before then. Yeah. So yeah, that got her up to five. one is a third. Yeah. So she yeah. should have three stars. So that's right. still like in the top in the top yeah. half. All right, we'll take that. Now, one really quick thing, because we do have to move on. Taylor keeps stopping us. What is this thing that they were doing all season where people are just dragging Jade all over the fucking goddamn workroom? <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Yeah, it was really weird. At one point, though, I what Trinity lays down, mm-hmm. and Jada starts to grab her leg, and Trinity's leg almost bends b- behind her. Mm-hmm. That I actually like went like, "Oh God, she's going to hurt herself," sort of thing. But like, mm-hmm. obviously, she was fine because of all the things that she did. But yeah. it just, I, I don't get. The, I think it's just they just didn't give a shit at that point, so they were just being stupid. All right, let's move on here. Um, oh, I guess we already are at. Oh wait, oh we didn't we didn't even talk about the next day yet. I already read it. Um, they come in the next day. We talk about the edits. 
Um, oh, there's a very cool little editing thing that they do when they're talking about who thinks they're going to win, blah, 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 blah. And Rasha very quietly goes, me, but they kind of gloss over it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, that was really nice. Um, and, and, and going to the filler that Nathan thought about with the dance, the one thing I will say, we talked about the Viv's thing. Trinity's wig, where she opened it up and took the hairspray out and then closed the uh, door. Yeah. I was yeah. like, bish. Why didn't you not? That is so fucking great. So fucking amazing. I, I guess she thought she was going to use it and she didn't. Great great use of it. Fantastic. Yeah. Nathan, go ahead. I get the impression that they were asked to bring like a disco outfit, not realizing that it would just oh. be a shitty little Soul Train challenge. And so she yeah. wasted an amazing wig on that. But, yeah. you know, when you've got it, you've got to use it. Last episode. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. In a very weird turn of events, the next thing we're going to talk about now are the looks. It's time for the looks. You know how this game is played. We are going to go through. And um, much like Family Feud, I polled 100 drag spurts <laughs> about their thoughts on the looks. I personally called each one and asked them their thoughts on the looks. And we're going to see how you guys do in a very Family Feud style. Um the first one down the runway we have is Jada Essence Hall. Uh, we'll start with you, Nathan Patrick Brown. Uh, toot or boot? Toot. I thought she looked super glamorous. I loved it. Mm-hmm. What about you, TT Tadala? As wonderful as she has looked all season, this is the best she looked all season. She looks absolutely, she's perfection in this. This is absolutely a toot. I polled 100 people who are experts in drag, and the answer is... Toot. All right, next we have Raja coming down the runway. Taylor the Latte Boy, do you think you're you're going to give an answer right now? Do you think you'll match these 100 uh, experts in drag that we talked to? Um, I think there's a good chance I will. Okay. All right, so Raja, uh, she kind of came out like a bug alien type thing in a blue and a black outfit with cool contacts. I liked this look, so I'm going to give this look a toot. All right, Nathan Patrick Brown. For me, it's a shoot. I loved it. I, I loved every little bit of it. I thought All it was right. so good. Well, we polled 100 drag experts. They gave us their opinion. The answer was... Very good. Taylor, are you going to be describing the looks? You know the looks are off the top of your head? I've, I'm looking at a picture of them right now. Oh, look at her. Oh, everyone should know this Taylor Latte Boy. What a fucking utter professional he is. Mm-hmm. No wonder he's a moderator <laughs> on Pride 48 Weekend. I live Fuck for off. it. <laughs> All right. Next, we have the Vivian. Taylor? The Vivian. The Vivian came in in an outfit that was all black, but had a um, had a corset that was like a brown color, mm-hmm. uh, but it was all ostrich feathers. The skirt was, and then the, the sleeves, it was almost like a cap sleeve that was ostrich feather. I did not like this look. Uh, I, I, I did not like the top to it. It looked... It looks like it needed to be ironed or steam clean, steamed or something. It just wasn't. It wasn't as flattering as I think she wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this look a boot. Nathan Patrick Brown? For me, it's a toot. I didn't like it when she first walked out, but then it really grew on me. And so I'll toot it. And I just want to say, I think the Vivian has had like amazing makeup all season. And yes. I, I thought she's done a really good job. So toot. We pulled a hundred experts <laughs> in drag. Taylor, the answer is Nathan. So. All right. Next we have Evie Oddly. Go ahead, Taylor the Latte Boy. Evie came out dressed like a cake, um, a large multi-layered cake, and had uh, wheels under the bottom of it so that she, the cake sort of floated. By the way, Babalu texted me during this. Taylor was licking the screen. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's cake. I mean, yeah. what do you expect? Yeah, but it wasn't uh, from Publix. 
No, it was not. No, Evie oddly was not a Publix cake. However, yeah. she was a beautiful cake. I liked this look. I loved the fact that it had the um, it had the casters on the bottom of it mm-hmm. that allowed it to just sort of float and yeah. allowed her to float around with it. So I'm going to give this look a uh, toot. All right, Nathan Patrick Brown. I'm going to toot it as well. I especially liked the wig that looked like icing. I thought that was just really fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as you know, we polled a hundred drag experts, and they agreed with you. That is a win. Next, we're going to go to Jinx Monsoon. Let's go to our uh, drag comment uh, narrator, Table Latte Boy. She came out in a uh, blue and silver. It looked like almost like a Joan of Arc inspired outfit. I loved the idea of this outfit. However, there was something about the execution that it didn't look... I wanted it to be more voluminous. And it was it was very kind of jinxy in that way. Um, so uh, I'm going to give it a boot. Nathan Patrick Brown. I see what you're saying there, Taylor. There are some issues with it. It wasn't jaw-dropping, but I still really liked it. So I'm going to toot it. This is a tough one. We, it was a split down the middle with those 50 people liked, 50 people didn't. So we'll give them both of you a... All right. Next, we have Monet Exchange. She came down the runway. Taylor Lafayette Boy, go ahead and, and read us her filth. Monet came out in a bodysuit, a nude bodysuit with um, stoning and various that was placed in various places in this beautiful... Um, like I want like taffeta blue wrap that kind of went around the back of her. She described it. I think it was almost like Wakanda at the Met ball. Um, at first I did not like this because I felt like we saw this in uh, all stars with Shay. And that was such an iconic look with the, um, with the, where she came out kind of naked with the short Afro and everything. But the more that I look at this, the more I think she does look really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And for her to come out and not be known as a bald queen, and come out with the bald head, I thought was a very powerful look. So I am going to give this look actually a toot. Nathan Patrick Brown? I agree. I thought it was really fun. I thought the details were great. So I'm tooting. Well, once again, we polled 100 experts in the field of drag, and they came back with a... Mm. They gave it a boot. (laughs) I I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys. But anyway, next we have Shea Kool-Aid. Taylor Latte Boy. Shay came out in a uh, in a dress that was very, I guess, like layered, kind of citrus colors inspired. I'm seeing things like, you know, greens and kiwis and oranges and that sort of stuff. I guess my problem, I, I didn't necessarily like this look. And it feels like the last couple of episodes is when Shay has decided to experiment with her makeup a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And that it's distracting for, for me. Uh from what I expect from Shea Coulee, who is a beautiful queen. So I am actually going to give this look a boot. A boot. All right. Uh, what about you, Nathan Patrick Brown? I thought it was a really interesting silhouette. I thought it was a little bit different. I enjoyed the citrusy colors. I'm going to toot. All right. Well, as you know, we spoke to 100 experts in the field of drag. Tale of the Latte Boy, it's a mm. Nathan Patrick Brown. <laughs> Finally, we have Trinity the Tuck. <clears throat> Uh, what do you think there, Tina the Latte Boy? Trinity came out in a, uh, in, again, in a stoned, stoned nude suit, uh, with apparently her pussy was stoned and sort of a pink slash peach kind of almost like overcoat to it. Um, it's a very Trinity final look. This is what I expect from Trinity. Um, and I thought she looked pretty. Is it my 
favorite look? No, but for Trinity, I think she looked really beautiful. So I'm going to give this look a toot. What about you, Nathan Patrick Brown? I live. I thought it was great. It was so sparkly. I wish there was like a ridiculously long train, but I'll take it. So toot. All right. Well, we asked a hundred drag experts what they thought and they agree with both of you. And that's going to do it for the looks. All righty. Let's move on. Later on the main stage, RuPaul gets emotional thanking the girls for an amazing season. And then RuPaul brings Michelle's nightmare to life. When she performs her song Smile, accompanied by Killer Pit Crew Clowns. Uh, let's stop here and talk about this main stage nonsense that happened here. Taylor, did you have any big thoughts on what happened on the main stage? When you consider how much I love the song Catwalk, and when yeah. she came out and did that. And I mean, Rude just kind of walks from side to side, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You know, but to go from something like that to this horrible Mm-hmm. horrible song yeah was it was it was a missed opportunity i mean to even just come up with a new you know like a song like a you're a winner baby kind of type thing because it is all of the queens of all queens and then she did this let alone the whole thing with the clowns and then the stupid scene at the end where they were standing around Michelle. like it just seemed very early 80s variety show to me mm-hmm. and not in a good way you know yeah. that's my wheelhouse but it just was like not a good one mm-hmm. what about you nathan patrick brown the song was horrible. Yeah. The, the acting from Michelle was horrible. That yeah. little skit at the end where, where Carson and Ross are like, ah, it made me want to go live in the woods with no internet and no devices so that I could never see it again. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was horrible. That's not a read. This is a read. Uh, Thank you. You know, it was it, the whole thing was cringy. Everything in the main stage was cringy. The, the the editors must have been like, "Oh my god, we actually have to use this." Yeah, <laughs> we actually we have we we're so short on time, which I've never understood because it's on a streaming platform. It I, I, I don't get. They have all been like one hour, one minute, and fifty three seconds. It's it's like all of them have been within the certain. I'm like. Why can't they just? I would, I would love a forty-minute episode. Every Maybe once they in a while. plan on selling it to VH1 or you know doing something like that because uh, they get, remember they didn't show at all. They didn't show Monet really humping Trinity. They they alluded to it and showed you everything, but mm-hmm. but you never actually saw her pelvis thrusting into her booty. Yeah, there was yeah, also on Untucked. You see Vivian come back and she's holding like a framed photo of her childhood self. I only oh. saw it in her hand. So I'm like, maybe they did that and cut it. Or maybe she just picked up a, a frame off the wall. I'm not too sure. Why would there but... be a frame on the wall of her as a child? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, I will say this. if they were, I will gladly take the horrible, shitty RuPaul song over the, what would you That's say true. to little yeah. Taylor? I, I will gladly just kind of sit and, lo- and look at my phone waiting what for the song. would you, though? Over. Just out of curiosity, what would you say? To uh, Little Taylor. What would I say to Little Taylor? Mm-hmm. I would say something along the lines of, you're going to have time in your life that is really hard, and things do not feel really great right now, but you are going to get through it, and you are going to have friends that you will have for a lifetime, and you will move beyond all of the things, the shitty things that people are saying to you now. You will come to realize they don't matter. Would you also tell Little Taylor not to have, like, 11 hurricanes at your friend Rodan's wedding? Yes. 
<laughs> and I would I would say to him to maybe every once in a while do a lap around the block. Nathan Patrick Brown, what would you say? Now I know you probably call your penis little Nathan Patrick Brown, but what would you say to younger <laughs> Nathan? Not Patrick so Brown? little Nathan yeah. Patrick Brown. Yeah, what, what would you say younger? I'd, I'd say. First of all, buy some Apple stock. Get in, get in on the market early, as early as you can, and then I'll say, one day you're gonna you're gonna be reached out from a man on the internet, and his his name's gonna be Joe Batanz, and he's gonna ask you to do a season of a drag show on a podcast, mm-hmm. and I want you to say no, and and then you'll regret that, and then I want you to go back to him and say, actually, yes, I will, and then you'll have fun. That's what I'll say. I got Nathan immediately regretted what he said right now. I was like, oh my God. It was weird. Oh my I've God. Never seen, I've never seen, let me say this to younger Nathan Patrick Brown, and then let me say this to a minute ago, Nathan Patrick Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Terminator type situation. Yeah. It was like, right. let me say this to me 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What now, would you Taylor, say to yourself, Joe? Now, Taylor says it to me all the time. No, I won't do this show. Yes, I do. I say all the yeah. time. What would what would Babalu say to Taylor Latte Boy five years ago about doing RuPaul's Drag Race recap? I don't know that I want to say that with the door open right now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, let's talk. Let's do this right now since we're at the 45 minute mark. Let's actually talk what I was telling. Did you guys see on Grinder? They've now have this new term. I've never heard it before. Grinder uh, side. Do you know about this side thing? Yeah, that's been around for a while. Oh, I didn't know uh-huh. about it. Would, would you do what do you, do you, do you I do you consider yourself or would you ever, ever consider yourself a side? Yeah. Oh, for those of you listening, a side, I believe, is someone who just doesn't in- engage in anal sex, right? Yeah. Like, like everything but yeah. What about you, yeah. Nathan Patrick Brown? <laughs> so to speak, everything but. Yeah. I wouldn't, um, you know, label myself as a side as such, but there are, there are some days where you're like, I could, I, I'm just a side today. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of work goes into anal and it's not, it's not a lot of work that I want to be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. I think, and I, I never knew there was a term for it. I think I would have identified as a side. Now, look, are there special occasions like you know birthdays and Arbor Day and all this stuff, you know, Secret oh, of Mayo, that I would have, <laughs> you know, all bottom, you know, or or. But yeah, I'm with Nathan. Like, it's just so, so much fucking work, you know, so much fucking work. And like, I'm, you know, I have a friend who used to complain about a boyfriend of his because that boyfriend, uh. Only like to dry hump, right? And I was oh. like, I I'm a big fan, not necessarily of dry humping, but I'm a big fan of like me on my back, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'm exposing too much here. And my boyfriend putting my penis, the shaft and head, mm-hmm. and like rubbing his butt crack up and down it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like just not like frottage, isn't that what that's oh, called? Is that what frottage? I don't, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a nun, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so I don't know these terms. Maybe if I listen to the your, boy, your the nickname, person, I dub thee Joe, the fiend of frottage. I'm the, I'm the fiend of frottage. Okay. Mm. Um, I feel I, like that's. I, I'll look that up. All right, you but do I'm that. almost positive that's what it is. Yeah. Um. By the way, uh, this same friend I recently reconnected with this friend. 
after years and years of not talking. And, mm-hmm. um, cause he was a meth addict and, um, <laughs> Taylor just made a face <laughs> and is still not making a face right now. Um, no. he, he says to me, he goes, uh, do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> and I hung up on him. Um, all right. It's time for the lip sync Lollapurusa Smackdown for the crown. First, let's start with the queen. If she done already done had hers as semifinals. First up, a couple of spins reveal that the Vivian will face off against Evie Oddly. The song for the first round here is Push It by Salt and Peppa. Evie Oddly comes out on top and advances to the final while the Vivian sees her run on All-Star 7 come to a close. Let's start with uh, let's start with Nathan, actually. Nathan, what were your thoughts on this lip sync? Give us every, all your thoughts here. First of all, don't trust this wheel. There is no way that that wheel was legit. <laughs> I think both times it was used, it it, it was riggery. Bryce was behind it, spinning it. And yeah. I Would think you like Bryce one, behind think... it, spinning it? Is Bryce do it for you? Would you like him behind it, spinning it? I prefer Bruno. Oh, oh yeah. Bruno. Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Bruno. No, we Ooh. do talk about Bruno. We do. We do. Um, I think Viv won this lip sync. And I disagree with, I think, 95% of the lip sync decisions this episode. Mm-hmm. I think Viv won, but whatever. Who cares? Uh, what about you, Taylor Vontae Boy? Uh, I respectfully disagree. Evie won that lip sync. That was I... that just... I, 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 I think that Vivian... Well, you could tell Vivian didn't want that song when yeah. when the when the when the yeah. box came up and it said push it. She was just like fuck because she knew that she was going to be out out danced on that one, and I think she was. I agree with Taylor Lautner, boy. I think Evie won that one. Now I'm, but Nathan, I'm agreeing with you that there was rigory in these lip syncs. But this is one that I think Evie won fair and square. By the way, quick story about push out. It's so weird. I was just talking about this song the other day with my cousin. In that, I remember at my eighth grade, like social like the dj played this and the teachers were like <laughs> rocking out and then i remember seeing the looks on their faces <laughs> as they realized what the song was saying all right next we have raja and jada essence hall battle for the other spot in the final two the song let's hear it for the boys by denise williams raja delivers a knockout blow and since jada packing leaving us with raja and evie as the final two let's talk about this one raja jada essence hall taylor let's go I, you know this song came on taylor and i was like this this song just i don't know what your opinion of it but it just made me think of you oh that whole side of the of the where it was all 80s songs yeah 80s pop songs yes absolutely i i i always like this song this is a very happy fun song I this is the first one that I disagree. I think Jada actually won it. Um, Raja was definitely giving that '80s vibe to it, but Jada just seemed to have more energy. And I found that I was watching Jada more than I was watching Raja on this one. Yeah, I I wrote in here. This is one of Raja's best lip syncs she's ever given. However, she still lost to Jada. Jada still really yeah. beat her. I mean, they gave the win to Raja. This is the first sign of the of what's to come. But it was the best mm-hmm. Roger's ever done. But Jada still, hands down, I believe, won this lip sync. Uh, let's move on now. Then they moved over to the queen of all queens, the semifinals here. The wheel speaks for the final time and, place, and places Shay and Jinx in the first fi- semifinal lip sync smackdown. The song Judas by Lady Gaga. Shay comes up short in yet another lip sync semifinal while Jinx books her spot in the final two. Let's talk everything here. Lady Gaga and Shay Kool-Aid. Let's start with you, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. 
Well, I have seen the video of where they have uh, put Lady Gaga's choreography right up to Shay dancing on oh, Twitter, really? and they are oh. they are identical. Like where she learns the choreography to that. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that Jinx had the upper hand with that, with all of the twirling and stuff, and making herself much more, you know, bigger and and more, you know, more. You looked more at her, similar to. Back on like season five, the Coco um, with the the cold hearted was she was doing the thing with the sleeves. It felt mm-hmm. very much like that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and and look at my mouth because I know all of the words to the song. Yeah. Um. So in that regard, again, couldn't take my eyes really off of Jinx at that point. Yeah. What about you, uh, Nathan Patrick Brown? I agree. This was the showdown I was most keen to see. And I thought Jinx did really well, at least from the edited version that we saw. I mm-hmm. thought Jinx won. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay might have been doing the choreography, but th- that, that can only get you so far. And yeah. I do kind of think it's hilarious that Shay just has this habit of like losing in the lip sync <laughs> SmackDown. That's kind of, as, as awful as it is, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> It's funny that you say that, Nathan Patrick Brown. Like, I will say, I agree with Taylor. I think Shay really won this lip sync. And what is happening is just like with, uh, well, no, not with Raja, with, with Jinx. I mean, Jinx is the winner of this season. I mean, if, if it would be January 6th all over again, if, J- if Jinx won, won right? <laughs> but, um, but what I'll say is what I found very, very interesting was we were in a position where Shay won this lip sync. And what Shay might agree should have happened in season nine during her SmackDown, where Shay was the person who should have won that season, mm-hmm. is what happened. You know, uh, like she, so Jinx deserved to win because of her performance this entire season. When you take it in aggregate and you put it up against Shay, yeah, she sure to win because of what she's done the whole season. But had this been the case in season nine, Shay would have won that lip sync. It shows you how much right. you've evolved since then. When, cause that was the very, that was actually, was that the first? No, cause I think Peppermint versus Trinity was, but it right. was the first round of the very first lip sync SmackDown for a crown. And mm-hmm. then it just blew everybody away. But if you were, cause in season nine, if you were going based on just achievement, then yeah, Shay should have won. And so it, the, the roles were reversed this time. Uh, okay. Let's move on now. Um, next, Monet and Trinity square off in a lip sync battle for a spot in the fina- in the finals. Uh, the song "So What" by Pink. Monet advances to the final two, sending her twinner Trinity, her twinner Trinity, hacking. <laughs> Let's talk about this one. This I thought this was the closest of the two of, of all the lip syncs. But what did you think, Nathan Patrick Brown? I thought they were both great. I think mm-hmm. Trinity did win it. Like she had the pink haircut. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. And the sex simulation on stage, like trend alert. I don't know why it keeps happening, but this time I wasn't <laughs> that bothered. Yeah. It did happen a lot this season. What about you, Taylor Vellante boy? Any big thoughts? I had said to Babalu when they were first doing the wheel spin and, and Jinx, Jinx was the first president. It's going to be Shay. Cause there is no way after this whole twin thing that they are not going to have the two of them. Or where they have they one Shay. of them has to beat the other. Well, no, because when Jinx and Shay went, oh, and then oh, the two I that see. were left were okay. Monet and Trinity, yeah. that there was no way. I know what you're trying to do. No, I know who my queens are. Um, and uh there was no way that it was gonna be it wasn't gonna be um the two of them going against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, you know, I think uh on this one, I think it was very close. 
Uh, not wet, mad at the winner, but if Trinity would have won, I would have been completely fine. All right, let's go to the finals of of the She Done Already Done Had Herses in tonight's first final. Raja and Evie battle to be crowned the queen of She Done Already Done Had Herses. The song sisters are doing it for themselves by the Eurythmics and Aretha Franklin. Raja emerges victorious and takes the title of queen of She Done Already Done Had Herses. Let's start with you, Nathan Patrick Brown. I thought Evie's wig reveal thing was so good. I was gagged. I was like, oh my God, no, her wig fell off. And then I was like, oh, it's a bit. (laughs) Oh, she got me. She got me good. So I thought she should have won. I thought Raja was a bit boring, but whatever. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And and the same thing with the wig where we gasped when, when it happened. And I, and I feel like Babalu went, oh no. Like, I mean, where there was just this like, ah, to get so close. But then you also think, as it's been going on, we saw that with Kylie, the last All-Stars, where she tripped on the dress and thought, okay, well, maybe that kind of is they're showing this as a redemption thing. But ultimately, Raja won. All right. Finally, Jinx Monsoon faces Monet Exchange in a final lip sync battle for the crown. The song Swiss Wish by Katy Perry. In the end, Jinx Monsoon is declared the victor of All-Stars winners and crowned queen of all queens. Ladies, any final thoughts on this? Let's speak on the episode on the season. Why don't we start with you, Tales of Latte Boy? What a weird song for the final song for the Queen of All Queens. Like when it started playing, I was confused by that. And I would, I, I, I that could have gone either way for me as far as the winner goes until they, until they had where all of a sudden there was the addition of the, the winner due to, you know, your performance all season long is then you, before they even said the name, you knew it was going to be Jinx all at right, that what, point. What about you, uh, Nathan Patrick Brown? I thought Monet ate this up. She was so good. Mm-hmm. I think Monet's a phenomenal lip syncer. But yeah, as soon as they said, and your performance this whole season, I was like, oh, well, you know, sorry, Monet. Like, I do enjoy you. But it, this was yeah. Jinx's season, so I can't be that mad at the riggery. Yeah. All right. Well, we are coming up on the end of our time here at Live Pride 48. We'll continue this over at Afterthought Media, but uh, for a second. I mean, all we do is give our talks on the whole season. But, you know, that's going to do it for this season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next season as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of All-Stars Season 8 with our new second share, old second share, whatever you want to call him, Taylor the Latte Boy. But then you you can also continue listening to us to... uh, we're going to Nathan Patrick Brown and I are just going to pick up where we left off next week with now with RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season two. So for Tato Latte Boy, Nathan Brown, and myself, sashay away until next season. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at Joe Bettens. Special thanks to our expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnes Yeshopinska. Alex S. April Pacheco. Obtuse Guy. Brad Coley. Karina Williamson. 
Dave O. Deck Head. Elizabeth Timmer. Emma. E. Smith. Boastful Cake. J. Thomas Plank. Jesse Harris. Anonymous. Lauren Eckert. Doofus Maximus. Lucy Carrasco. Luke Stammen. Mercedes Muller. Nicholas Springham. Nikki Baker. Poppy Woods. Ricardo Herrera. Robert NYC. Sarah Yu. Tom Bombs. Travis Newland. Troy Anderson. Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.